and I am Matt Vasquez from Team Whiplash, and you are listening to the RoboCast. Hello everyone, my name is Samuelit64 and welcome back to the Robocast with myself, Steve the American Killjoy, World of Woodrow, and David Esberg, and our unofficial, official fifth host, uh, Matt Vasquez, who is joining us oh, from the car. The <laughs> How are you doing, Matt? What's going on? Uh, yeah, I'm doing great. Glad to be back. I'm, uh, I, I very much appreciate my uh, unofficial host uh, button. <laughs> it, it makes it very unofficially official. So <laughs> it, it really does. It yeah. really, really does. Um, other things that are official is our sponsorship deal, which is continuing this week with Robots Ruin My Life. Be sure to click the link at the top of the description. And don't forget to use the code ROBOCAST at checkout for a whopping 25% off your order. Ooh. Absolutely. It's, it's a great deal. You should, you should go and do that if you want to. Personally, um, I would. <laughs> I would as I well. will. <laughs> <laughs> I, in fact, I have already. Yeah. Um, Matt... This season has been a bit of a trial by fire for Whiplash, has it not? Uh, very much so. <laughs> that, I mean, that, that talk, talk us, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things that have changed in Whiplash going from season six to season seven. Um, yeah. Most notably, I think, well, the obvious external changes, you've brought back the weapon, or mm. as, as some people, the spinning disc, as some people would say, is, is just a weapon. Um, yeah. What was the logic behind it? Because I think the last time when we spoke, you kind of said, well, when we've lost fights, it's not because the disc wasn't doing enough damage. It was just because it was just, it was a non-factor. So what, why bring it back? Um, uh, I don't know. I think I, the running no spinner was kind of an experimental thing in a way. Um, uh, you know, I did it for the reasons you stated. I'm a, uh, but it was funny, like, after the 2021 season, like, the, the robot worked so well without a spinner. We did so well. Like, we go up in the Cobalt fight, and then we lose in this super weird, just, like, unlucky moment of us getting stuck, and then all this weirdness. And we were just like, well, we took the spinner off. Like, the robot worked great, but then we lost anyway. So, like, let's just put the spinner back on and just go full whiplash. And, uh, <laughs> you know, if, if it's not as competitive, so be it. But, uh... You know, there, there's so much chance in BattleBots. It was like, I don't know, I didn't want to just, like, totally lose the spirit of the robot and, like, the pursuit of being as competitive as we possibly can. Because, like, random things happen. Luck is a big factor in BattleBots. And, uh, you know, it can end your season. So I'd rather rather go all out and uh, just be full whiplash. That's a very, very fair reason. Um, let's talk about your two previous fights initially. Uh, starting off with the fight with Mad Catter. Um, yeah. I just have to say that final hit was just biblical, wasn't it? it just, like literally tore a new hole in the back of Whiplash, and that was the end of that frame, was it? Or was, were you able to recover it in the end? Oh no, that that was the end of that frame. I don't know if you saw uh, a few weeks ago we sold that frame on eBay, but to do it, oh. I cut it in four pieces on a bandsaw, so we sold four quarters of the frame. <laughs> Whiplash drawn and quartered and sold. Exactly. Rough. No, we were, I, was, I was just like, this frame will never be used again. Like, what do we do with it? Like, we can't send it to someone. It's too big. So my mom was just like, oh, let's just cut it in different pieces. And I was like, that's actually a pretty hilarious and great idea. So we cut it into quarters, <laughs> put them in boxes, and shipped them out. 
So, yeah, uh, people can enjoy those. But, uh, yeah, Matt Catter was a brutal fight. Like, so leading up to the season, like, we were working till the very last second getting this robot ready, like, partially because we were prepping, building for Destructathon at the same time. So, like, it was kind of like my dad was doing Destructathon building, and I was building the robot for the actual season. And then at some point, like, towards the end, we kind of met and both worked on the BattleBots robot. But, like, we were stretched pretty thin, even in the build process, not just, like, in the pit. But, uh, yeah, no, when we got to the event, so we basically Whiplash was all new for the most part. Like, pretty much everything was a new design to an extent. So the drivetrain was brand new design. For, for once, it was, well, for one, it was all brushless for the first time, which is a huge change. Um, uh, and the, like, drivetrain design itself would change. So instead of using, like, the Amflow chain boxes to uh, some chains in the pods in the side of the robot, we had all the chain reduction in the pod in the side of the robot. So, like, the, the chassis was the chain box, essentially. So, uh, I mean, that's not that's nothing crazy. A lot of people have done that. Like, Force does that, and Hypershock kind of does something similar. So, uh, yeah, so that, I, I felt that was a good design change. But uh, in testing for the new season, I made this, like, a prototype drivetrain setup because we wanted to get these custom aluminum sprockets made so we could have dead shafts on the side. Mm-hmm. But while we were waiting for those to come in, I made this just, like, kind of, like, janky prototype drive setup with these, like, surplus centers, super cheap sprockets and live shafts and, like, keyways, set screws. So it was, it was not good for combat, but it was great for testing. Mm. So we get to the event, and our sprockets still have not arrived yet. So we have this, like, oh, no. crappy, janky prototype drivetrain in the robot that can get it through safety and it can drive around great, but it was not meant for combat at all. No. So that's what we were running in the Mad Catter fight. Oh, my God. Probably why, <laughs> after that first hit, our drivetrain was, like, so they, they really got, like, two hits on us that fight. The one where we kind of flipped through the air in the beginning where they hit us from the front. That fight, we pretty much, our drive didn't really work after that hit. And then after that, they just had full range to do whatever they wanted with us. We couldn't really move. So he just, like, shoved us into the shelf and just launched us in the air. Like, <laughs> like so that's, that's it was nothing vicious, like that never happened to us. Yeah, it was vicious. And then another thing that didn't help was we ran wedgelets that fight, and they were hitting lots of floor teams. They were a little bit too sharp. So... We had kind of a our, our drivetrain wasn't great to begin with that fight, and we were hitting every scene we came across, which made driving even worse. So I think it's and our spinner didn't work that fight. So I think it's safe to say we were running at like a solid fifty percent in that fight, and Matt Catter just mopped the floor with us. So they uh they took full advantage, and we just got we got wrecked pretty bad. It was brutal. It was brutal, but yeah. I have to. Say, it must be pretty cool. Like, fight, obviously, you know, you and Calvin got on pretty well. It must be very cool fighting your friend in in BattleBots, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. We we've always wanted to fight each other, and it's funny. Like, Calvin's like always told me, like, yeah, he's like, I'm scared to fight you in heavyweights. Like, I don't want to fight you. And then this fight happens, and I'm just like, oh, he's he scared anymore. Like, <laughs> he, just, he just mopped the floor with us. But um, no, awesome. I, I would love to fight Calvin again with a with a fully working Whiplash because I think it would be a much more fun fight. Definitely. Um, you know, had had we been working better, but uh, yeah, no, we we've, we've never taken a hit like that before. Definitely not. I mean, I'd, I'd say that it's bad as well when you look at your your schedule because this is probably one of your easier fights on paper, right? Because I mean, next yeah. up was was Hypershock. I'm not sure there are many easy fights. I mean, there's the, I mean, we're, we're... it's one of the one of the few robots that have been thrown the book followed by the bookcase and then the full yeah. library. Um, <laughs> and this was brutal as well, right? This is 
visceral as well. It, it, initially, it was looking quite good. You know, you turned Hypershock over, and I'm thinking, okay, this is I can see what you're going hit for here. And then as yeah. soon as Hypershock gets back over, it was oh, it was bad. <laughs> so in this fight, I had a plan that I had envisioned like before the fight. I was like, okay, if this Hypershock fight happens, like I have the strategy. I'm going to try to do this. And my strategy was flip them over as fast as I can, which I was able to do. And the plan was, while they were upside down, get these spinners spinning, and then hit them over the top on their belly pan. That was the strategy, like, for, I don't know. If, if we were to fight Hypershock, like, that was always what my plan was going to be. And I kind of executed the plan pretty well. It's just the spinner wasn't working. <laughs> so I had them upside down, and I'm chasing them backwards, and, like, kind of, like, got a couple of hits with the spinner. But it was just kind of spinning idle, and it really didn't get going in that fight. So uh, once they got back over, it was like they won pretty much every head-to-head encounter. So that made it pretty difficult. Um, uh, but yeah, but the this fight was you know clearly a loss for us. But I was kind of happy with it in the sense that it showed real improvement in the robot. Like mm-hmm. if the robot works much better than the Mad Catter fight. Like whereas the spinner didn't work in Mad Catter or Hypershock, but the drivetrain worked much better and was much more reliable. And we showed more control this fight. So uh, even though it was a loss, I thought it was like we were trending in the right direction. So that that definitely gave me some hope. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, as as you kind of alluded to in in this episode coming up, you know, you are at Owen two, which is kind of uncharted. Is you've never got Owen two, I don't think, in the oh. in like the fight night seasons before. So yeah, pressure was certainly on after that point. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get to th- And then we came and spoke to you, taking more time yeah. out of your day. <laughs> yeah, apologies uh, on that one. Uh, <laughs> we did have a running gag of whoever we went and spoke to, they then lost their fight. or We, we were really concerned that we'd jinxed it and everything was going to go wrong again. That we just no, no, no. not be in the pits. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to be invited yeah, yeah. back next season, right? Uh, no. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> okay, yeah, so when you guys interviewed me, it was right after that fight, or like the day after that yeah. fight. Okay, I remember now. Yeah, so that was, we were like, that was an off day. We were just in full repair mode. Because it was crazy. We did two full rebuilds within like a three-day period. (laughs) Which was just absolutely insane. Like the Mad Catter fight, we had to tear everything down. Then after Hypershock, after, like after Mad Catter, we swapped to the second frame, which was, we only had two frames. So the first frame was done after the So then after the Hypershock fight, the damage wasn't nearly as bad as Mad Catter. But the, build, the rebuild was more difficult because we couldn't just put it in a new chassis. We had to repair that chassis. Yeah. So even though the damage wasn't as bad as Mad Catter, it was honestly, I think, more work than after Mad Catter. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was brutal. I do remember t- going around the pits and your dad was just working on the spinner and you were just trying to work on the chassis to get it. It was Matt, headphones on, yeah. working, and there was that sort of... <laughs> Awkwardly yeah. sidling like, up to the pit bench, going "Hi, yeah. <laughs> fancy a chat." Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was just like our. <laughs> no, you guys are fine, but uh, yeah, because the first two fights, the spinner didn't work. So, like, how we split up the work, it was pretty much me and my dad at that point. So I was just like, okay, like my dad is going to go tune the vest, get the spinner working, and I will repair the entire robot. <laughs> I've got this. It's all me. Before the hypershock like fight, with... didn't you um like sustain an injury or something as well? Um, uh, no, nothing too bad. It was just like you know some stuff fell in the pits and like I mean it was just normal. You know, people get little injuries in the pits. Nothing too bad. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, I think I think uh when uh 
I think production likes to like latch on to like these little things that happen in the pits and like rumors spread and they're like, oh, like Whiplash is injured and yeah, but uh, no, it wasn't. Anything. No, just a thing fell. <laughs> yeah, just a robot. <laughs> just, uh, it was yeah. a just the robot fell, but uh, well, the robot didn't totally <laughs> fell. It was a it was a it was a close call, I will say, that led to like a scrape. <laughs> yeah, but uh, oh, but uh, yeah, but yeah, it was it was crazy repairing because at least with the repairing the robot after the hypershock fight, I'm like, I know what needs to happen between now and our next fight. Like, there's these parts in the chassis that need to be attached, we need to you know fix this armor. But at least there's like a clear pathway to doing that. Whereas mm. my dad with the best tuning and the disc working, there's no clear pathway to getting that to work. It is just pure problem solving. So I was just like, okay, like you go on your own and do this. Like I'll fix the robot. But like we just need a spinner to work. <laughs> you got to rig up really... the Vescuer. Well, well, there is a question yeah. about the Vescuer later on. We, we will get to that. And I'm sure there is a lot to discuss about. Um... Well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Because I, I, I know there was a bit of um, discussions had with the Vescuer and and his team, but we'll, we'll, we'll save that for later. And we'll go to some listener questions. So... Oh, we have, we have, I forgot we'd even done, I know, we've done that I, bit yet. <laughs> we, we've, we've, we've done quite a few. And we, as well as that, there is also a marriage proposal as well, Matt, if you're interested, from uh, Boom Zoom <laughs> builder Rob Weston, who has built a... is a pretty much a scale replica of Whiplash at Beetleweight scale, and it is wonderful to see. Um, but I'm, I'm assuming it's a no, or are you interested, or...? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I will have to, I will have to decline. But I do want to see your beetle white whiplash. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send you the, the image later. And I'll, I'll pass him his details on as well. Um, the first question yeah. is uh, from PBC Hugh on eighteen on Discord, who asks: Did the switch to brushless result in major changes to Whiplash's design and frame? You could have answered it a little bit already, uh, because yeah. obviously it's, it's a big, it's a big wholesale change to the robot. I mean, it was pretty much everything different. I mean, brushless drive I mean, it was clearly a huge change, but the chassis was very different this year. Um, uh, the drivetrain itself was very different. It, uh, yeah, they were, pretty much everything was changed. The only thing that remained the same was the lifter setup. But as far as the spinner setup, the drive setup, the chassis, that was all brand new. It's a pretty, yeah, definitely a pretty wholesale change yeah. then. It kind of, kind of a lead on from that. We have Amy Bloomfield on Facebook asking when does a builder know when when does a builder or a team know the right time to retire or rework a robot giving your, your major overhaul like we, we, we've we've we talked a lot about the what and what you've done but like why make the changes now uh there was like a pretty like clear moment when i realized we needed to change the brush list and that was in our um uh so in the 2021 bounties when we fought witch doctor after we won our bounty final so i get into the golden bowl tournament so during the Witch Doctor fight, like the fight was going pretty great for us. Like in my opinion, I thought we were, you know, winning 90% of that fight. And then at the very end of the fight, well, not even the very end, like I could feel like halfway through the fight up till the end of the fight, our robot was slowly like declining as far as the drive. Like the drive was just getting slower and slower and slower just because we were pushing them so much and our drive motors were getting so hot that they were just struggling. They were really, really struggling in that match. So in the last like, I don't know, 20 seconds before the battle in the Witch Doctor fight, we can't even really move anymore. Like, we can kind of go forward and backwards, but we can't turn. Like, the drive was so bad. So at that point, we can't turn. So Witch Doctor just has a clear shot on the side and beats us. So at that point, I was just like, okay, like, we lost this fight because of our old brush drive motors. We have a lot of these motors. 
we either decide to buy a ton more mag motors and, you know, be behind the times, or we decide to go brushless. And uh, it felt like that was definitely the moment I was like, all right, we have to go brushless now. We have to get with the times. And, uh, you know, it's going to be, uh, there's going to be teething pain, but at the end of the day, I knew it would be worth it. And I think it was worth it. We, did, we definitely got the drive working uh, pretty well after our first fight. Mm. I would agree. Well, we spoke earlier about um, sort of bringing the disc back and, and why, but um, Adam Bean on Facebook asks, has bringing the spinner back changed your approach to fights at all? Uh, the approach is pretty much the same. The strategy with the spinner has always been like kind of ignore the spinner exists and drive like a lifter, and I will hit them with the spinner anyway. So that's that's always been the strategy. Just drive like a lifter, and the spinner is out there. So if I'm under them, I will be hitting them. I'm a... So it doesn't really change my strategy. Maybe, you know, some over-the-top attacks. I uh, will plan for that occasionally. But, uh, you know, most of the time, it's uh, I kind of ignore the spinners there. If someone's on top of us, I'll, like, turn it off so I don't burn off the motor or anything. But, uh, yeah, I just try to drive like a lifter, and whatever damage we do, we do. Yeah, that's a good deal. So our next question is from Mr. Sake on YouTube, who asks, if we were to replace Whiplash with an order new design and money and time wasn't an obstacle, what robot would you want to drive? Uh, what, so, like, if I was driving someone else's or, like, doing my own new design? Doing your uh, own one, I think. Yeah, new, okay. your own new build. My own new build. Okay, I actually have an answer for this. So, back in, like, 2014, 2015, I had this Beetle 8 called Splatter that was a four-wheel drive overhead, like, chop saw robot. And it was, yep. like, a pretty successful Beetle 8 back then. And it was very, very fun to drive. And that was the robot that kind of inspired the original Splatter, which turned into Whiplash. So, initially, like, Splatter was going to be, like, a four-wheel drive kind of chop saw slash hammer saw style robot. Um, uh, but then we kind of ended up doing the lifter vertical thing instead, just because we hadn't seen anyone else do that. And we knew that they were other, there were other hammer saw robots at the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, if I was to do a new heavyweight, I would probably just scale that beetleweight to a heavyweight because it was so much fun to drive that robot. Um, uh, but yeah, that's definitely my answer. If you look up like Splatter Robo Games on YouTube or something, you can see the robot. Sounds very blacksmith to me. Al Kindle will be delighted with that. <laughs> <laughs> or um, oh, yeah, is it, sure. is it three, three lights and five lights? Is that the right, right one I'm thinking? Five of? lights. Beetleweight? Yeah, I think there's a three as well. Three, three lights as there well. There is three lights. Yeah, the beetle weight is three. Uh, three pounder is three lights, I think. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. And then it's the beetle weight, isn't it? Yeah, right. Yeah, good. See, see but we, we know our stuff here. You know? I thought there was four lights. I miss it. That's, that's yeah, I was going to say. Reference, like... Theory me. What, what, what's what's the F one thing? Yeah, that, that's what we're doing. Right. I was going yep. to track on that one. But yeah, Star Trek Next Generation. <laughs> there are four lights. <laughs> uh, uh, Collie Langston on Facebook asks how do you keep your driving skills sharp during the off season and are there any upgrades in the pipeline to whiplash that you can tell us so as far as driving practice before this last season i i mean honestly we don't really do much driving practice at all i i, I could think like the only season we really like actively did driving practice which might have actually paid off was the 2020 season because the 2020 season was postponed like a few months mm. So that gave us like a few more months to prepare and we already had the robots ready early. So before 2020, we had two full whiplashes that we would spar with in the street. And that was great <laughs> because we got to test the robots, we got a little bit of driving practice, but uh, we haven't been able to do that since 2020. So 
So in the last like two years, we haven't really done any uh, active driving practice other than, you know, some minimal testing of the drivetrain before the event. But uh, yeah, but now I think we've got some rolling chassis from previous seasons. So uh, I think maybe drive practice before whenever the next season of BattleBoss may be. It's, it's definitely something we want to do. It sounds good. It's nice to have another machine to spar with, even if it's just, you know, chasing each other around, you know, just get, trying get to, Get Defender you know, out the shed. Come on, let's get it. Yeah. Let's get it back out there. <laughs> no, you're totally right. <laughs> Whiplash Defender sparring, for sure, will we'll definitely be a thing. It's great having lesser robots, because you can safely test them, or at least yep. much more safely than any spinner robot. For sure. Well, I guess yep. we, can, we can fully test the weapon system and have no, really no danger aspect, which is nice. Yeah. As long as you're outside and you don't have to worry about driving it through like the don't do it in the house. <laughs> don't do it in the house. Come on now. Well, <laughs> wouldn't put it past some people. Yeah. Steve, do you want to take the last question? Yes, I will. Uh, so, what is this? Connie Langston on Facebook. No, no, no. Next one. Uh, oh wait, no. Sorry, I I'm I'm the worst. Uh oh man, why you got to do this to me? How do I pronounce this one? I think uh, it's tired of being tired. Oh, tired of being. With a name instead of an end in being. Being? Okay, so t tired of being on, on Twitter says, uh, do all water bottle brands taste the same? I know the answer is no, because I know Dasani tastes like dirt. So. <laughs> you know, they, uh, they, they do not all taste the same, I have to agree. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm uh, glad to... Answering the well. important questions here on the Robocast, aren't Absolutely. we? Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, let it not be said that we don't <laughs> uncover every single this is, this is stone. Factual you know, information next week, we the secrets of the universe. <laughs> That's what we have to do during the midweek break, or mid-season break, right? Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. we're asleep then. Um, yeah. yeah. Do, you know, do you know what one of my favorite water bottle brands is recently? It's Icelandic Glacial. It's really crisp. Super duper good. We I don't are not know why. Sponsored by them. However. I am not. But I'm oh, not the I'm sponsored Just by saying. robots ruined my life. <laughs> I, like, I like that, David. I like that you can stay. <laughs> nice. Right. Should we talk about some fights? Because there was a lot. Oh, and I mean, a to? lot to talk about this week. Oh my Let's God, get the yeah. hard one out the way first, right? Oh. Yeah. I turned. <sighs> I turned a lot of things off because I knew this was coming. So. Well, fight number I'm in one. my happy place. I'm in my happy place. I'm in my happy no, place. No, it's fine. If if we had a jingle for Controversy Corner, it would be playing right about now. Controversy. Yeah. I miss Controversy Corner. I it's think... back. Yeah. It's yeah, well right. and truly back. Oh, okay, Jesus so Christ. Let's oh. let's start with the fact that in this fight, Riptide absolutely stomps Captain Shredderator. Yep. There's one no of the most Riptide one of the best a... destruction we've we've seen. At this point in the season, honestly. Do you remember when Anderson used to be on the podcast and would say that Bite Force is daft? No, no, no. Say it properly, Devon. Oh, is it? Bite, Bite Force is, is fucking daft. daft. Yeah, fucking right. Daft. Yeah. <laughs> Riptide it is. Right? is fucking daft. <laughs> it is. But that isn't the whole story of the fight. No. Sadly. No. So if you, can, if you can appreciate separating art from art, artist, then... Yeah. Riptide right. is a phenomenal machine. Yeah. Let's make no mistake about it's, it. It's it got to is... be one of my favorite hitters out there. I mean, it's it's one of the scariest machines that have come to BattleBots in recent years. Mm -hmm. There's no arguing that. Mm -hmm. But yes, but uh, I mean, well, oh, wait. Before we get onto the 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 whole thing, I, I do want to ask you, Matt, but. because there was a question on um, I think it was on your team page actually, Matt. What were your thoughts on this fight and the unpleasantness that followed? So let yeah. let, let, let rip. Uh, yeah, so it's funny. So at the filming, like, I was obviously just watching this fight on, like, the TV screen in our pit. 
And I like I wasn't thinking about it too much. Like I just watched the fight and was just like, wow, like I've never seen someone get destroyed like that before. It was just like not like like the shell was broken, which kind of shocked me. Like normally Shredder loses some teeth, but the shell is like basically broken in half almost. Like there were just huge sections of it removed. And the chassis of the robot was like folded like a paper plate. Like it was it was I had I would just remember being like shocked, like wow, like I've never seen damage like that in Battlebots, and it didn't really like occur to me at the time, like okay, maybe he went, you know, too crazy. Probably because I was kind of in my own world, just preparing the blast. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, looking back, I mean, he definitely didn't have to hit him that much. But uh, you know, I can relate in some sense. Like, in Whiplash isn't a very damaging robot, so obviously I don't have that problem in a at battle boss but like in smaller events like there have been times that like okay like i like i've beaten the crap out of this person like i don't need to get carried away or maybe there were times that i you know maybe did more damage than i needed to and you know and like okay like it's time to cool it but i think like he was just like so in the zone and honestly was probably mm-hmm. just having so much fun he was just, yeah like i'm just going to keep hitting him and probably just wasn't thinking about it <laughs> it's my uh it was probably just the adrenaline rush of it that he was just like, wow, like we are doing so much damage, and he just kept going. But, uh, I remember a certain fair, Robot Wars fight. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm saying, uh, to be fair, like Shredderator was still spinning, so they were still yeah. moving. So, I mean, if I was Shredderator and I was done, I would have turned off the shell. But then again, like there's so many emotions on both sides going that uh, I don't think either team was probably thinking straight at the time. And there's a very real possibility that that shell was spinning because Mm. it was broken and, you know, it was spinning out of control. It it totally could have been stuck on as well. So I know that they were maybe yelling at the Riptide team to stop. And, you know, I I, I don't know. These things happen when there's lots of adrenaline and, Mm -hmm. you know, people are kind of in their own little zone. But, yeah, Mm. I think uh, this is probably definitely a lesson learned for Riptide, whereas... Yeah. I don't think they will be doing this type of thing again, is my guess. <laughs> I'd like so, to think yeah. not. I mean, from from, yeah. from my perspective, I do want to kind of just allude to a few things here. So, in my mind, there is... In terms of the rules, there is nothing yeah. wrong with this fight. This is absolutely fine. There's no reason why Riptide cannot do what they did, and they absolutely went in on Shredderator, and they, they, they destroyed the whole robot. I mean, it was... Quoted at ten thousand dollars worth of damage just done to Captain Shredderator, and the whole oh, robot yeah. was just whole, thrown, whole yeah. robot thrown in, in the bin. bin. Next it was yeah. done. Um, they, yeah. they had we need a... to be careful when they say a number like that, though. It could yeah. be hyperbole. We need to be well, absolutely the, careful. Ten thousand dollars of bits yeah. and man hours and, and other things as well. Yeah, machine time, etc. Um, but yeah, in in my mind, and this is this is a, a a Sam Elliott perspective and not a universal perspective. That's you know. The, the, you know, you can go robot fighting however which way you want to. You know, you, you do you. It's a combat but, sport. It is. But in my mind, if Shredderator, uh, and they clearly were shouting at the Riptide team to stop, someone must have heard it on that yeah. team. There's no re- there's no way that yeah. of the 10 yeah. to 15 people on that team... There's no wall anymore. Exactly. No, they, 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 they are stood away next and to being very loud shouting have, stop. And, yeah. and then, you know, before, you know, people come to us and say oh but it could have been edited that way but he, yeah. the, the angle of the the shot you can see shredder is still spinning yeah. and riptide yeah. maneuvering yeah. to hit them again so yeah. that kind of rules that bit out the the what we see yeah. is very close to what happened i mean we're mm. from standing in the stands 
you could see through to the booths that they were unhappy and they still kept getting hit. Yeah. I mean, I think all the way through this fight, we were just turning to each other in the stands going, and that's the end of the fight. Yeah. And that's the end and of that's the, the end of the fight. fight. Um, and and we just didn't see stop. it getting animated behind the glass. Or yeah. Another it, another thing for me as well with, with regard to this is I would have more sympathy for the Riptide team if this was their first incident of this happening, yeah. which it isn't. It's it now isn't. three out of three this year where they've mm-hmm. kind of gone a bit too far with the damage. I mean, Glitch, okay, it was upside down and the wheel was spinning, so I can kind of give them a little bit of a pass, you yeah. know. They were visi- no, they were trying to move. It was unknown at the time whether or not Glitch could really run upside but down. They, they uh, did, I think they destroyed their, their weapon beta bar, and that had to go in the bin as well. A lot of mad catter damage happened. We, we, when we spoke to Calvin, he kind I mean, of alluded... Excessive damage after the yeah. bell as well. Which... And, and yeah. this, this is just... It's from, in my opinion, again, this is just a, a me thing. I think this is scummy. And yeah, yeah. I sincerely hope that the Riptide team do learn from this. And yeah. they, they've made like, all sorts of statements all over the place mm-hmm. on discords and social medias and things. Not anything on their actual team page, which is interesting. And I did go and double check that. But um, the, the things they have said, they've come up with a thousand and one excuses of what happened in the heat of the moment. What I really wanted yeah. from the team was to say, we made a mistake. Hands up, we fucked up. Um we 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 went too far. Mm-hmm. We apologize, yeah. and and yeah, that would, that... I think the the world would have probably still had issue with it in some way or another, but I'd have felt better about it because you know, even after the fight, Ethan said, uh, "I I apologize to the team," but that was so was much fun. It's just like yeah. Okay, you. I think you hit the nail on the head. You're not really yeah. apologising, are you? It's the it's the big issue, and they they need to learn from this. This is a a sportsmanship sport bigger than any other. Like the camaraderie in the pits, people have spoken about previously, and uh, we've spoken about previously countless times mm-hmm. that everyone helps everyone in the pits, and everyone, you know. This is a competition. There's more fights to come after this. Captain Shredderator was scheduled to fight for the following day. Riptide mm-hmm. knew this going in and made sure they didn't carried on. <laughs> yeah, and so um, Captain Shredderator's next fight got delayed by a full day. And yeah, no, well, that fight really makes me realize like how much I like respect like Tombstone and Fight Force. And what I would call like the Ghost yeah. of Battlebots, in my opinion, just for the reason like both of those robots have always just like I mean they have demolished their opponents like several times both those robots, but mm-hmm. neither of them have ever done more hits than they need to. Like, they have always, you know, dominated fights, you know, destroyed robots. I've been on the destroyed end of both of those robots. Yes. And they kind of, like, they do what they need to do, and then they stop, and they're very, like, they're very collected about it and don't go overboard. You There's know, the two... classic gray line, like, do you want more? Which is, yeah, you know, and that's, like, that's a genuine like question. Like a that's line. not him yeah. goading them. That's him going, <laughs> do you want me to stop? I can stop yeah. now, or I can carry on if you want. And the it's other not like is, punching when they're down on the mat and yeah, their heads are already bloody. The gigabyte the villain, fight, like the perceived villain aspect of Ray. Yeah, he is. He will still ask. Well, this has come up a lot. He's still a human mm-hmm. being. Yeah. The, the villain think. aspect of this team, and I, I wouldn't even call them a villain aspect. It's just a dick move. <laughs> and, it's, it's, it's scummy. Um, it is scummy. It's, it's know, immaturity. The, Ray yeah. Billings and I hate puts to say on that. the villain part. Jake Hewitt. Much as he might like yeah. say again, and it's not us. It's not us being part. soft. No. It's none of that. It's just the fact that it's. This, this is, is coming a... from 
five people who are in the sport <laughs> and have okay. and have competed at yeah, various yeah. weight classes. I, I do yeah. want to kind of wrap things up because you know I, I'm conscious of us kind of spending too much time on this yes. fight because yeah, it, it is you know it is what it is. There's so much fallout on every social media platform. Reddit has been no, a no. cesspit for days. Which please, for God's sake, keep it civil in the comments below yeah. the video. Um... Yeah. Um. I, the last thing I do want to kind of touch on is actually a statement from Nick Nave yeah. on Facebook, and I think it kind of sums it up quite nicely. Uh, Nick Nave is obviously Brian's son, who's on the Shredderator team, who's driven uh, Shredderator in 2018. 2018, 2018 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he says the following: uh, I think it's a great thing about this sport. Sorry, I think a great thing about this sport is how easy it is to interact with the competitors. I love interacting with fans in a positive and negative way, and I'm thankful for the people who have shown our team support the last few days. I believe Team Riptide acted well within the rules, but not in a sportsmanlike manner. They are not mutually exclusive, and that's okay. That's very important. You know, they would didn't break the rules, but still a bit scummy. I'm noticing that most people who are attacking mine and my team's character or saying that we, quote, pussify the sport, are dudes who all look the same or of, or of the same vibe. My advice is find something you're passionate about and have someone else unnecessarily destroy it. Then you will understand where our outrage comes from. We go into the sport knowing the possibilities of getting destroyed, but egregious displays of it are very uncommon for a reason. And then there's also a nice picture attached, which is their most aggressive battle boss from back in the Long Beach days. And I think it's, it sums up quite nicely in that every single team you see a battle boss has the ability to do what Riptide did, mm-hmm. but one of them has done it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's also been all sorts of calls for tap out buttons and things, and I don't think they're should, necessary. No, it it's be not needed. It no, should be needed. It's not the game. It, no. Battle bots anyway. It's a TV show. No, I agree tap-out buttons are probably not necessary because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you can just signal to your opponent, like, I am done. And that's mm-hmm. a Federator, you know, but at least what they tried to do. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think people just need to be mindful of uh, of the damage they're causing and, you know, really take a second to look and see, like, uh, you know, is is this fight over or do I keep hitting? That's like, what I mean, uh, yeah. I, mean, I think the the level of which the Riptide team was engrossed in the fight is evident by the fact that the referee is the one holding the transmitter at the end of the fight. Like, yeah. it has been taken off of the team. It's just like, you're done. <laughs> Stop. And as far as we're aware, that's not the first time that's happened either. No. But I think we yeah. probably should move on. Otherwise, yeah. we will yeah. evening. Yeah. It's that. different because it's a longer season. It's mm-hmm. not that, like it's 2015-16 where this is one fight and you're done. It's There's more fights to come. This mm-hmm. is a long If event. this was knockout bracket, Fair enough. Yeah, okay, almost, almost fair enough. You know, almost fair it's enough. a whiteboard, and they say we want to take it home in a bag, bin it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then I feel like it would have been more of a. I I feel like it would have been more of a laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, be like, oh my god, look at how much of a mess this is. Oh well, it's the end of the yeah. event. Who cares? Yeah. Um, I mean, like in our mad catter fight, had they kept hitting us after that one giant hit where we got flipped in the air and were destroyed, like, luckily the mad catter fight was not the most expensive fight. It was just a lot of hard work. But had they kept hitting us after that it probably would have gotten expensive real fast and caused a lot more work for us. And we probably wouldn't have been ready for our next fight. So like I can relate to Shredder Raider in that sense, whereas they were probably genuinely concerned for the, you know, the rest of their, the rest of their fight card round, what they were going to do. Absolutely. And I think they're scheduled right. to fight in the next episode, yeah. but we, we, will, we will move on to their next fights, <laughs> uh, Steve. And so their next, <laughs> their fi- their, both of their final fights. 
Yeah, yes. both of their final fights. So Riptide, a three and zero Riptide, is going up against a currently one and one Black Dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Dragon has a non knockout streak going. Uh, that is, not including that is technical knockouts. Not including technical knockouts. I know they're talking like physical bot not working, even if bots on fire, still going. Mm-hmm. I am fearful for Black Dragon. I think I'm the streak finishes. This, yeah. I'm <laughs> thinking this might be after seeing their first three fights with Riptide. I mean Riptide. I'm thinking that that streak is going to come to an end, just mm-hmm. from an outsider's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, sure. I know because I was there. But it's, from an outsider's, <laughs> well, I, I don't. Right I now. don't know. I yeah. don't know. What from an outsider's perspective, this looks very dark for for Black Dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Shredderator's final fight, a, a one and two Shredderator that possibly could squeak into the bracket because they had an all right fight against Hijinks. Uh, they're up against one and two Jackpot. So if they show enough, maybe they scrape a final spot. Both of these mm-hmm. bots kind of tried I to agree. find a bottom spot in the bracket. Ultimately, if you look at Shredderator's losses this season, they are two two three and oh robots yeah and if they win it looks pretty good it looks pretty good for shredderator so (laughs) let's see what happens you know it's not it's not out of the world of possibility that shredderator get in for the team there is still hope for the team on that one agreed let's move on before we get any more bogged down onward any more energy going on this because there's still plenty more to talk about later oh there is (laughs) it gets weirder from here i think moving swiftly along (laughs) well speaking of weird um this Mm. is a nice it's like sort of Cut and dry fight. fight. It is an animal yeah. fight. Mammoth mm. and Death Roll. And I did enjoy Mammoth's kind of 50 50 material arm. That was quite funky. I like that. I like the fact that they kind of went for a, a flexible UHMW option. I and also don't the know rigid. that they had much else of an option. I was going to yeah, say, yeah, I really feel like this was a, uh, a, a parts reason more than anything else. On yeah, that one. I, I think they were trying to try it. Was, was this the fight that they were trying to run a slightly different weapon configuration and they couldn't get it working? Or was that a previous, was that another fight? But they were trying to get that was a fight one, I think. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I know they had a, a rotating kind of kinetic weapon. I think they were trying to get working and it just mm. wasn't happening. Hmm. Um, Interesting. What a, yeah. But hmm. death roll doing death roll things, right? Point the big red yeah. thing at the opponent. Yep. It worked. It did work. Um, yeah. yeah. But this on paper, like looking at how these two kind of come together, mm-hmm. I can see a world in which death rolls just sort of flung all around the box for three minutes, but mm-hmm. easily. Uh, that yeah, didn't grab happen. A, the top of the head and then it's fine. But yeah. of course, there's a kind of big spinning weapon. There is. There's that big red thing I mentioned earlier. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, a, a lovely bit. contrast to the previous fight in doing just enough to immobilize your opponent and then leaving well alone. Yeah, because yeah. they could have gone in, sure. But uh, Mammoth is... We've seen this with Mammoth where a, a wheel gets clipped and it, it kind of bumbles its way around the box, but the problem yeah. is there's a wall on one side where the one wheel is working. I think <laughs> their drive just, I think it just was died. flawed in this fight, yeah. and I think they're going to... Well, I, I know they're going to do things for their next fight, um, mm-hmm. but we'll talk about that when it comes up. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, I mean, I mean this, this is kind of a cut and dry fight. As I said, uh, Matt, anything more to add from your side? Anything you not, you noticed that we may have missed? Uh, no, I don't know. I think just vertical spinners are going to be always be very tough for mammoth, especially uh, you know, like a large diameter weapon like Death Roll is does not bode well for mammoth for sure. I'm a yeah, it's just a Mammoth is like a tough robot to fight in some ways, but there's a lot of weaknesses uh, when you're fighting a big spinner like Death Roll. So, uh, yeah, I know the. See, I guess I'm curious to see the evolution of Mammoth and like what they uh, what they change for future fights this season or you know future seasons. Because uh, yeah, the, no, it's 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 definitely hard to fight big spinners with that type of robot. Mm, definitely. 
we are jumping all over the the sessions now in the season. Like this episode is made up of some fights from session eight, a fight from session seven. In fact, potentially two. I can't remember. I think it's across three different sessions. There's, there's a yeah. few. There's a few different dates well, on the fight. What on the um... different sessions in here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mad. It's a madness. Um, yeah, I Wild don't really times. think there's much else. Much else to add for this fight. Other there than really isn't. It death, was very. Death Roll was very yeah. quick out of the traps and did what it needed to do efficiently, mm. and that was that. So maybe the uh, production kind of put this fight alongside the Riptide fight as like what teams were expected to do. Now let's do this right. Let's read into this too much. There's this fight and and, and, uh, I think another fight later on where that's kind Mm. of applicable. Um, So Steve, who has Mammoth and Deathroll got for their final fights? So Mammoth at one and two. Uh, is looking to the future to fight against Kraken, who are currently 0-2 until they re- we reach their fight in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kraken seems to have been getting better each fight, so I'd be curious to see how well their their drive, especially, is going against against the Mammoth. Uh, each fight for, for Kraken got better uh, as as the event went on, so yeah. uh, when, we, when we see them fight Mammoth, it should be the best Kraken we've seen thus far, and Mammoth needs a win. Uh, mm-hmm. Mammoth gets a win. Maybe they sniff the very bottom of the bracket because it's 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 not gone to plan. Uh, maybe in Ricky's in Ricky's sense, but they fought two really scary spinners and lost. Uh, you know, so if if Death Roll keeps going, you know, keeps getting wins, then we'll see. It looks good for them. Uh, looks good for them. You like say say Death Roll goes goes three and one. Uh, I mean they're gonna have a tr- they they might have a little bit of trouble against Monsoon. Uh, who are currently uh, one and one uh, currently up to this episode. I should have worn mine, but it's in the wash. Um, <laughs> I get a lot of wear out of that. It's fine. Yeah. We, we don't want Matt to feel outnumbered. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so so Monsoon currently uh, currently at one and one uh, until their fight coming up. So it'll be a it'll be a tough uh, vert on vert uh, fight that we get to see. Uh, is, well, we saw it, how... the UK the UK versus the the Aussies. Well, we so. saw the how. Deathroll struggled against Cobalt early in the season, so maybe it'll be a similar story, but we'll we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Fight three. Banshee and Emulsifier. I have facts okay. about this one. Do you? Mm. I Go do. Then. So uh Emulsifier is running a single fork, single solitary fork in this fight. Um mm-hmm. and if you've watched the Bots FC channel and seen the pre-fight videos about this fight, um mm-hmm. Emulsifier does the thing in which it lands on its spinner with the fork stuck out and can't self-right. And with that being a big risk, they decided to take off three of the other forks that they could run in this fight and ran just the one instead, which means they can still get under things and still hit, but it means they can also control them self-writing better. Um, They'd also, by this point, burnt through all of their nice curved tops, so we're back to flat top emulsifier. (laughs) It's a shame because I do like the kind of '90s VHS tape kind of you bought yes. you, buy, you, buy, you buy from yeah. you buy from Woolworths. I know the blockbuster yeah. video. <laughs> Let's go. You, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, in terms of the fight itself, the fork of Emulsifier did kind of keep Banshee just at bay enough. They couldn't quite get underneath Banshee as they would have liked. Mm. Uh, but in turn, Banshee also couldn't get underneath Emulsifier as they would have liked. It kind of left a little bit of a stalemate. There's a few hits from Emulsifier which peeled up. Um, one of the armor panels and a battery is just kind of chilling, mm-hmm. still connected, it's just chilling yeah. on top of Banshee's arm. <laughs> which made me laugh quite a lot. I'm like, it's just, it's just begging to get hit, and it just yeah. does, no. which is, which is hilarious. Was this the fight when Banshee was having over, over, over vaulting issues, and that's why it didn't flip? Try to remember. Oh, Possibly. I'll, I'll back on this. 
I can't remember when it was. They they were having some really weird issues with yeah. just overvolted motors and things that caused them grief. Does anyone know why Banshee just died? Uh, that might have been related <laughs> Matt, to that. Matt, any, any idea? Do you know? I feel like we should have got David in the bar to explain that. <laughs> Matt, any, oh, he's, he's abused at the moment, that's fine. Um, in the meantime... I'm going to have a quick research. Carry I do. On. I do want to say as well, I'm kind of relieved for Emulsifier that they were able to yeah. get a win because... They have struggled. So, I mean, they haven't struggled. They've had, they haven't struggled. They've had, they've had two really good fights. It's just they yeah. don't end up in wins. It's strange <laughs> how their kind of least impressive performance in a way is the one where they've picked up the win, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. They, they, they were battering Malice and, like, you know, cleaving it apart. They now retired that chassis. Pretty much yeah. did. I, I'm fairly sure they did. And yeah. then obviously they had that amazing, no, unbelievable fight with Fusion where they're just both just crippled at the end of it. It's just fabulous. Um, and then in this fight, yeah, they just kind of do what they need to do. And as I think it was wise for Matt to leave Banshee on the kill source slot, yeah. where they're just kind of stuck because as much as Eric, Eric Blessing was like saying, yeah, hit him again, hit him again. It's like, just take the win, lads. Yeah. <laughs> you, There's tactics there. You, 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 just, really, you got a long really event. You don't need to hit him again. The team overall no. isn't having the best of run. Let's just That's take the win. No, yeah. don't poke the bear. I mean, yeah. Let's see. Don't poke was the box. before or after the Shatter fight? Uh, Shatterfight was late on the Saturday. That was so, late. No. Okay. I think my thinking is, you know, obviously at this point, before even that fight, you know, the team was four and oh and four. Yeah, you know, yeah. so yeah, it was a rough go for Bots FC up to this point. Mm -hmm. But it's it's good to see that they finally get out of that uh, sticky situation they were in and getting yeah. a big win on the deck. So, Steve, yes, who have these two got for their final fights? So final fight for Banshee. Banshee sitting at one and two. Uh, their final fight's up against Blip, who are also at one and two. Mm. Uh, Blippy versus Flippy. Uh, I think it's a big ask for Banshee. If they, they can got get, the reach, though. If they get the win, I think they, they get in the bracket. It's, just, it's kind of that simple. Uh, Blip. Mm -hmm. Blip's interesting. If Blip win, I think they get a decent seeding. Mm -hmm. If they lose... Because they've had a rough go. They've, yeah. they've, they've had endgame. They've had huge... Uh, Tantrum's had a kind brother. of mid-season. Their strength yeah. of schedule, I think, carries them into the bracket. If even if they lose, I mean, you, you fight end mm. game, you get in. <laughs> Come on now. Okay. Yeah. Um, or, and obviously, huge, huge is three and zero. Oh, so yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and obviously they beat the, tan the, the Tantrum champions. So mm -hmm. yeah, what more can you ask for? Um, so yeah, I feel like if yeah. Blip, if Blip win that anyway, I feel like they get in. But it's sorry if Blip win, obviously they get in. But if even if they lose it, they're probably going to be okay. And Banshee might sneak in as a result as well. Mm. Uh, Emulsifier though, yeah, Emulsifier is going to have a hard time winning their next fight. Possibly, <laughs> maybe we'll see. Uh, because we have seen uh, we have seen this the bot they're fighting uh, lose quite heartily to Spinners, and that's Quantum. Mm. Uh, Quantum currently sitting at three and zero, and Emulsifier one and two. Uh, is Emulsifier going to spoil the perfect season? Uh, possibly. Uh, but I, I, I like to think that there's a lot of uh, top bits that you know Quantum get, can get in there and crush, it's, and as long as they get around a must the front. Win for a yeah. I imagine. Yeah, I, yeah. If I imagine do win, they, they get in, wins it. Yeah, if they get in, they, I reckon they're pretty comfortable in the bracket. If they lose it, it's mm, maybe that you know that maybe better luck next year. Maybe, but then that first fight with Fusion was amazing. You know, losing to a four and zero Quantum's pretty good. 
Yeah, the one and threes and two and twos are going to be very. We, this is one of those things where the last day I was there, we were sitting with Greg Nadell and uh, a couple of others, where we were all kind of just doing bracketology, uh, which is t- topical because we're going to be off for a few weeks because of March Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's 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 very tough to kind of split up the two and twos and one and threes. We're like, how do we fill the rest of the bracket out? Like all the four and O's and three and ones, they're all in. Uh, and maybe some of the higher two and twos, but like the lower two and twos and the one and threes, it's very difficult to say. It gets mm. very messy, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. To work out exactly who's getting through and who's but it's not, my job. not going yeah. through. I'm sure we could do a little <laughs> bit of bracketology with Matt a bit later on. I think that'd be pretty interesting yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had to step out for a second. But, uh, That's but yeah, okay. as far as like the, the round of 32, I mean, kind of the way I see it is before we had just the round of 16 and there was always controversy, like who the last spot was. I mean, yeah. now we've doubled that bracket size, so I feel like there, I mean, and my should be less controversy, and like mm-hmm. the people at the very hairy edge, like, I, I just feel like there's so many more people getting into the bracket that people are maybe less upset when like, there's, you know, two certain robots that maybe should make it in and one makes it in over the other, mm-hmm. just because like, there's the chance for so many more robots to make the tournament now. Mm-hmm. I'm a but yeah, it's definitely it's it's probably very difficult to choose those last few seeds and who the last spots are and who just barely doesn't make the cut. Definitely, definitely. I'm sure there's some bubble teams that are a little sandpapery, you know. Mm. But it's possible, you know. But like, oh, we were 33. How could that be? Um, but yeah. just to be one. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Forever. You were. I was. <laughs> Next fight is Copperhead and Cracker. This is the kind of example I was indicating earlier, where you know you can hit someone if they're still moving and then as soon as they stop or have have a team member look at the other team and keep yep. it around them and, like there's, Chad, there's a very yeah. it's yeah. all very obvious that chad is watching the other team and every time copperhead goes in for a hit it then does a like drive round a big loop of the box just to give kraken the chance mm-hmm. uh, which is another thing that didn't happen in fight one um, we'll move on from that yeah. um yeah. Matt, matt again as well did a great job of kind of telling his son, okay, I know you can still move. Stop moving. <laughs> we're yeah. Gonna, we're going to die. <laughs> another, another, thing that, another thing that kind of interested me was the before the fight thing, like the kind of little preview in the test box. And there was the <laughs> Kraken's weapon was firing. And you mm. see a shower of sparks just fly out. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh no. That's, no. that's yeah, the clip they chose? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, this was great. This is Kraken was working really well in this fight. And great when... fight. Right before the bell starts, they're moving great. It's mm. swift around the box. this is after a lot of stress before the fight as well, because mm-hmm. they had more issues at the mm-hmm. test box before this fight. Yep. Like, yeah, I, no, I felt bad for Kraken. Yeah. I, I felt bad for them, because, like, the, the fights where they had, like, like, the first two fights, like, maybe they had, like, some design advantages in certain ways that, like, I think those were winnable fights for them, mm-hmm. had they been working correctly. But, you know, by the mm-hmm. time they get working right, they get put up against Copperhead. And, like, that yeah. fight, they really had no design advantage there at all. Mm-hmm. So, no matter how well they were going to be working, it was going to be an uphill battle. And, uh, yeah, Copperhead's just so good now. It's such a dialed-in robot. As I think Matt said when we interviewed him a couple of weeks ago, he said, yeah, we saw the, the fight schedule at the start of the season, and we had a look at all the fights, and we, th- we thought, well, I've got a chance against all of these. And then there's Copperhead. So, yep. that's, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Copperhead has been on a tear, hasn't it? I mean, it's three and zero now. Who's um? It's got a chance of a four and zero season. I think a very yeah, good got, chance of four and zero season. Mm-hmm. So yeah. chaos last. So we'll see. But, I, I yeah. did enjoy Big Head mode. Uh, with yeah, the big, yeah. big head. 
<laughs> and then, and the, 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 the decapitation of the of something is I don't know what the reference was that Luke was going with, but I'm here for it. Um, Cobain is just a joy now. Like uh, I know they're we've kind a lot of, of fun, aren't they? We've, we've I know yeah. we kind of reference, you know, not dis displeasure at you know the team under Robert. Like you know, the, the, there's just so much more energy more to Cobain now. Yeah, 100%. it felt very. Sort clinical, of calculated, mm. clinical, yeah, and now it's... I yeah. will say, I do miss Kim's artwork on the drum very yes. much. I think yes. that yeah. was a really nice touch, uh, yeah. and I, I do miss that. Um, but yeah. yeah, we do love the team. You know, it's it, it, we, we do have a kinship with them. I feel like it's yeah, we with, with being podcaster We, we no. spent many evenings with the team. <laughs> in, the, yes. in, in the bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the crazy thing about Copperhead is it's been... It's the same robot from like four years ago when mm. they debuted that robot. It's the same, like everything inside, like it's crazy same motor, same, same chassis, it's same drum. Three different captains in that time as well, and they're all yeah. able just to drive it perfectly, which goes to show how well made this thing is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I mean that's why it's so dialed in. They've been improving on the same robot for all these years. Like it's not even like Tombstone where he builds a new chassis every year. Like this robot is literally the same body. It's the same dense chassis on it. It's it's amazing. Like you know, like obviously I know these things take time to get dialed in. You know, every robot takes that you know little you know season by season incremental improvements. But like, it's it's crazy to think like the potential of Copperhead was there this whole time. And like we've said it in in you know drips and drabs. You know they there were third seed, second seed, twenty twenty second seed, twenty twenty weren't they? And obviously they lost to lost to Mammoth. And their their best performance is round of sixteen. Mm -hmm. it, like, because it, their first their first season wasn't wasn't awesome. I think they were three and one, but their their no, three wins no, weren't. No, they lost no, they two. Weren't. I think it was it was two and two, and no, they then were two and they two. got whacked by. They got, they got uh, yeah, golf that, was, that was for that a was play, it. and they got yeah. golf yeah. punted by uh, Wayachi. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, so yeah their first time out wasn't wasn't awesome, uh, and then they followed it up with a really nice season, and then just just stumbled at the gate when it came to the bracket. Uh, but it's it's still a fearsome force. I uh, mm. just. Give, give it the right draw, uh, it could run the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah really for good. sure. What a beast. Sure. Um, Steve, who is oh, yeah. head's opponent to see if they can get a perfect preseason? Pizza. 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 <laughs> yeah, their final fight's against pizza. So a 3-0 and Copperhead is going up against a currently 2-1 uh, and Ripperoni. Ripperoni's been getting better every fight as well. Yeah. Obviously, you know, the gruff fight, it was good, but I think ultimately deserved to lose because of the lack of control. Yep. Mm -hmm. But since then, I mean, they beat Bodied Endgame. And then. That's funny. Yeah. In, the, in the gruff fight, like when they realized they had some problems with the floor, like they honestly kind of like stopped trying to win in a way. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they like turned the make a spectacle. Off, like, yeah, they're like, let's just make a spectacle and we'll fix this for the next fight. And <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. yeah, believe it or not, that strategy worked really well. <laughs> yep. Oh, and yeah. Then it cut hijinks in half, didn't it? Certainly. Last it week. really yeah. did. Maybe the whole plan was like, let's damage the floor enough to ruin everybody else's yeah. house, and then yes. there. <laughs> it's, it's we have cutting, an early fight. Let's go. Exactly. A cutting strategy yeah. from Fred. What a guy. <laughs> That's uh, why he was chasing the nature behind check that all the damage he was doing. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Get, a, get a good view of it. Um, I think yeah. we kind of said earlier, Kraken is fighting Mammoth in its final yeah, fight. Yeah, Kraken's which fighting you, Mammoth. I think it's a winnable fight for Kraken. A very winnable fight for Kraken because, you know, as we've said, Mammoth has historically struggled with its vertical spinners. Mm -hmm. um, and Kraken's many things. It's Kraken it's, can it's do what, it all. <laughs> it, it's what Mike Jeffries had, had called a Swiss Army bot, where 
I, but the thing is, this is a bot that kind of does it all without having it's to interchange one. weapons. It's all compact. You know, it's yeah. it has an overhead percussion weapon, but it could also be a kinetic weapon forwards or backwards. Uh, if it's, bombshell, can't if bombshell is a what... wasabi bot, then this is shampoo. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember what <laughs> Matt. Oh, when it clamps too. Type. There you go. In in when we did our interview with him in the pits, he had a real specific name for this weapon type, and I cannot remember off the top of my head what it is. Go was. watch Back in the Pits with the Robocast on yeah. World of Woodrow to she get a she get a taste it. of that. He even think, shows off the little kraken you can go buy. I think he said it's wonderful. a kinetic crusher. Is that right? That's it. Kinetic that's crusher. It. I wasn't even there on I know. Come on now, Jeff. Well, well done. Now we don't have to go watch the episode, Sam. I mean, you know, I mean, we already I, I know, know the answer. I'll send go for the out. little, go for the baby kraken. That's that. That's adorable. And yep. yes. everybody needs one of those on their shelf. It's the coolest. I need to get one. I need to get one. It's super cool. Fight five. So this is what Horizon's supposed to do. Oh boy. Oh boy. This let's let's, let's talk about the fight first. Yep. Shatter really struggled, and yep. I don't. I don't know whether it was a a result of Horizon doing damage to Shatter, or the uneven floor, or just Shatter being troublesome throughout. Mm-hmm. But it it just didn't get a, a hold of this fight at all. And Horizon, as, as you said, Steve, like, working beautifully. You know, yeah. sp- spinning, Even... spinning, spinning, I, 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 yeah. the way I described it is kind of like, you know, like a magician who, like, spins plates on two, like, <laughs> and it's just like, dancing <laughs> there's around. The like, there's the uh, other one. <laughs> yeah that's the way i describe horizon it's, it's wonderful. It, it, horizon is a circus act for sure yeah uh it doesn't do what the smaller weight class one does where you have the weapon spin up and the whole thing spins they kind of show it in the test box leading up to this fight where it's it's doing that thing but it would take so long you'd need a box the size of a football field mm-hmm. uh for it to yeah. really spin up and uh i don't know if that's what they were trying to do when they put that thing that looks like timeline out there I don't know what they've called it, uh, but it's that that wide pole. I don't know what. what there's a couple teams they that killed. Have really they killed wide their poles. own. Ro- they killed their own mini bot as well. They did at, when when they came to meet with Shatter at one point. Uh, it, it it got too close. It got in like the the you know like when you dance it. I know you've made this reference before, but when you go to a dance, the the space for the Holy Ghost. That's what happens when you interfere with that space. You kill the timeline. Um, but it's <laughs> it, it, it's it's just awful. Uh, Minibot is I, called Sunrise, and it's driven by Tommy Wong, but it, builder of well, it, uh, Droopy. Mm-hmm. But so it flew Droopy, too yeah. close to the sun, didn't it? And that's how it yeah. died. Just yeah, like Icarus, it flew close. Just, yep. just like Icarus. Mm. Um, I also want to say, bring reference to... There was a great post. Uh, obviously, as I said earlier, Reddit has been a cesspit this week, uh, unfortunately. You know, it's, but there sometimes is that glimmer of hope that you see come through. And there was a wonderful meme I saw... <laughs> And it, was, and it was shared, and it was John Reed and Nick Lynch in Robot Wars yes. saying, wait for the good hitters, you know, English traditional, and then English simplified, stop missing! Stop missing. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did enjoy oh, Adam God. just shouting at Eric, just like, stop missing! <laughs> yeah, because it, it know, makes chat. you lose control points, big time. Yep. Yeah, but yeah you no, you're just jumping in the air too much. Like, you was jumping in the air enough where, like, Horizon somehow turned into a wedge bot for like half that fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it was a, yeah, it was just tough. It's a weird shape to hit. I mean, Shatter's fights are kind of no pun intended, like very hit or miss. Like, he's either getting lots of shots or he's not getting any shots. And this There's was just one of those. With yeah. Shatter just being worn like a hat on top of Horizon. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like only in the box can yeah. something like that, can a 250 pound bot jump? two feet off the ground and ride on the taco 
<laughs> it's like <laughs> what? It's the, the gymnastics part of like the the circus act, right? You know? Yeah, like, yeah. For um, me, I think where this fight is lost for Shatter is the fact that you can see sparks coming out from underneath their ablative armor. Yes, that was a, that, that hit was big, wasn't it? There, there's there's some real big hits that Horizon is getting lots of nice aggression points, lots of nice control points, and especially nice damage points. Um, and I gotta say that in the lead up to this fight, I think I think Kenny hit it hit it hit the nail on the head. It's it has this kind of Waiachi kind of feel where how do you get to the body mm. on Horizon? There's so much of the stuff. weapon. There's a lot of stuff to above, get to, right? Above the above the body. How do you reach it uh, with with a hammer specifically? Mm. It's it's mm. a very tough. It was a it was uh, after this fight you realize how tough of a fight this was going to be for Shatter because mm. no going into this fight I'm thinking oh Shatter's going to pummel them, um, but. There's not really not much bodies a hit though. That's the thing, right? Mm. Exactly. I did notice as well. Shatter's hammer was get, like they used it so much they blunted it by the end. It was kind of like peeled back around the other way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, um, there's a lot of hitting the floor. There was yeah. the floor is as hard as the hammer, so it's going to yeah. happen. The last thing I want to draw attention to before we get to the judge's decision and um, after that um is i mary catherine car bless her was crying before the decision like that's after the fight you can just see her, like proper like you know full crying like, fully emotional you know roller coaster for her bless her and she she was she was having a great time all right so the decision goes to horizon initially and then we get the appeal! so let's go to the appeal and we have the scorecards here first of but, all I, I want to bring attention to Derek's lovely penmanship. Um, I was going to say, I love his bubble sort of letters. Beautiful <laughs> bubble writing. Gorgeous. I mean, he's uh, putting you to shame on our own predictions. It really is. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second thing I want to draw attention to <laughs> is Fon Davis's fight card, um, <sighs> Judge's score sheet, because two aggression for Horizon. What? <laughs> no, it was running away. I suppose aggressive use of the weapon is yeah is the definition. But like, Shatter was very aggressively using the weapon. Yeah, but does does Shatter lose aggression points for its? No, this is control its points. Misuse of the weapon. Uh, it's well, control okay. points. Um, yeah, I true. think. Yeah. Watching the fight, I think the decision was correct. Yes. I don't. The way the way really <laughs> well, okay so. I, wait, well, no, first, the, the decision, first. the overall wait, decision is wait, correct. Wait, um, wait. The decision, the result of the fight is correct. The way we get there is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> In my opinion, I, I think that the correct scorecard we should be looking at here is Lisa's. Yeah, yeah, because there's an old expression in this sport called Judge Lisa never misses. And, <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's your expression, isn't it? I've heard <laughs> it from others. We're, we're coining it. It's, it's ours now. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's a. It sums up the fight perfectly. She saw it exactly how it played out. Aggression won by uh, Shatter because it was mm. firing that hammer over and over again, and Horizon was running away, as Sam pointed out. Damage goes to Horizon. I would argue that it, it's close. I don't think there was a full system down on either robot so you can't really call that one uh shatter mm -hmm. certainly having some drive issues but i think that's more to do with the floor than it was to do with uh, horizon lost eight disc yeah yeah um it's still got one yeah mm -hmm. that's not a full weapon system at that point it's mm -hmm. it's part of the weapon system Partial. um and then the control points shatter firing that hammer 
leaving the ground too much and being bullied by Horizon two one. You I could argue it... a you could argue a three and zero. I think for Control. Um, I, Matt, I want to ask you. I mean, obviously you've you've done a lot of fight analysis with us over the years. How do you see this fight? Uh, I think I think it was called correct. I mean, I see why Shatter challenged it. It was very very close. Yes, but uh, yeah, I mean, Horizon definitely won in damage. Shatter afflicted you know, little to no damage on Horizon, and uh, Horizon had full control. So, like in aggression, like you could say, Shatter won by you know firing its hammer constantly. But uh, it definitely wasn't aggression in the most controlled manner, I would say. Mm-hmm. But still yeah. aggression nonetheless. So uh, yeah, I see how it's close, but uh. I think it was the right decision, in my opinion. I think Horizon, uh, I think it was a you know a well-earned but very close victory for them. You know, I'm glad they got a win, too. It's a cool, weird robot that uh, is a total novice idea, which is awesome. It's never been done before. I'm, uh, so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad they got a win. Me too. As much as it pays me to say, I, I love Shattered to Pieces, but I, I'm, I'm glad that... I think the decision was correct. And Adam said it perfectly as well. Like, you know, ultimately... They were backed in a corner. They kind of had yep. to appeal this because ultimately, if you're zero three with a lot, okay, huge is on a tear. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Beta's doing then, all right. Beta's doing good. It's currently unbeaten as things stand. A loss to Horizon <laughs> um, though. It's unbeaten. N- yeah. Uh, that's a death bell. Yeah, yeah. that's what. That's yeah, what I mean. mean. You, they kind yeah. of had no choice. If they if they didn't appeal it, then they're basically just throwing away that opportunity anyway. So yeah. yeah. Because even if even if the ominous even if the ominous fight is close, you're already in the O three hole basically. Yeah, no, that you you cannot blame them for appealing because like mm-hmm. it's this is the time to use their appeal without a doubt. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's why we saw yeah. so many in this episode alone because it's that point in the season where you go, okay, we might be able to overturn this. If mm-hmm. it's a split decision, it's worth a try. If you've got yep. a decent case behind it, then. Mm-hmm. There's every chance you could persuade the judge. <coughs> Excuse me. Especially with you know, a negative I, I, record, I think. Yeah. I think the appeal process has been great. I think it's been used like it's been used responsibly by teams in situations that uh definitely call for appeal. It's not we'll just put, being thrown we'll around. One, which we'll get to. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> um Steve, obviously you mentioned Shatter's next fight is ominous. Yes, next fight against Dominus. So an zero and three shatter going in against a how many wins? Does I currently zero and one. Cur- currently, uh, yeah, 1, currently zero yeah. and one. We still we still have to see their fight in this episode, which we'll, we'll get to. Uh, we'll get to yeah, shortly. I I, uh, I don't know. It's it's a it's two a omni drive robots. Fight. It's very yeah. Very fun. It's going to be very squirrely to watch them go in the box and mm-hmm. just try to outdrive the other when it's it, it's it's going to be like watching. Uh, there was this. There was a. Uh, there was an event in Brazil, I think, that they had. They fought on ice. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, this is like you ice, know? ice skating. Basically, yeah. Where you what do I, robots basically. dancing the Bolero. <laughs> yeah. What I will say is, Shatter needs to win and win heavily. Yeah. Yes. I think. Knockout. Yeah, it has to be a knockout. It has to be a absolute stomping of Ominous. So, mm-hmm. big, the big task. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Horizon, meanwhile, now one and two, mm-hmm. have got... Triton, who currently are zero and two, and who knows in what state they're in. It's not going to be Triton's next fight. They got a little ways to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Triton's got a fight between then. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't. Triton's got such reach. Maybe it reaches underneath and gets to that frame. Mm. Uh, he does have a tough fight up next, though, potentially against 
glitch, which is going to yeah. be yeah. But, but glitch, glitch is an unknown. It's it, mm -hmm. it's struggling. We, we, from what we've seen so far with glitch, it's I don't know. Uh, I, I have a feeling that in that fight, glitch stays on their wheels because they don't have to worry about getting flipped. You know, for, I mean, up in the air. We'll have, we'll have to see how that how that well, how that 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 fight goes. Absolutely. Right. Well, we mentioned a, a fight which um, maybe wasn't the most inclined for the appeal process. We have. No. Oh, I don't know how this got in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that oh. got in there. Sorry. We'll, we'll I, I have to say, <laughs> I have to say the edit. We, we've talked about the edit. Uh, okay. So I just want to say, like, I when I first watched it, I, I, the fight wasn't great. Let's be, let's be no. perfectly frank. It was, it was definitely one there was of the a one very good fight in a previous year. Yes. There was that one glorious hit. Um, but I, I did speak to one of the Ominous team um, yesterday, actually, and they were pretty put out by the fact that they were kind of done dirty like this. And I feel like they, they have every right to be because yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's, they've been done dirty. It yeah. yeah. Like, again, it's not a great fight. Let's not be... You know, let's not pretend here, but like they basically got they got highlighted in a season basically where every fight. It's it's just... like when you go <laughs> if if anybody over here watches like uh, uh, goal line for ESPN for college football or NFL Red Zone, you're just jumping to like oh, there's a touchdown here. Oh, there's a thing here. Like like you're, you're constantly bound. You're trying to keep eyes to the screen. You know what I mean? Uh, or like coming up next on ABC or NBC or yeah. whatever. It's, it's, it's like, it's like a, on, on BBC too. Uh, like it's like that they cut and be like, oh, this is coming up next, or like along the bottom line. Like sometimes, like they'll say, oh, uh, please stick around for the next episode of Who Gives a Heck. Um, <laughs> I mean, my head canon is it's the whole uh, Mike Wazowski being covered by Miguel. <laughs> should, should, should we go back to it? There, there we go. Beautiful. There, there we go. go. <laughs> so it wasn't a good fight. Let's be perfectly frank. No. Correct decision, I think, from the fight that there we got. There was one big hit. Yeah. That. Yeah, sent them across like, the box. Ominous was far more controlled in in yeah. what it was doing. Shredded Bro was struggling, and Ominous did have its weapon spinning a little bit. Uh, yes. I do actually know what happened. I yes, know what so happened to that as well. Go on, mm -hmm. you, you tell him. I'll have to find. I was going to say you were going to try and find it. Um, the uh, motor because it's a hub motor inside of Ominous's weapon. Um, it did what they call mushroomed, which means that it sort of spewed up and got kind of stiff. When it tries to spin, is it can spin, but you can see it spinning kind of slowly because it's rubbing on a lot of things. I have different information to you. Well, mine came from the team page, so <laughs> okay. Well, my, mine came from the Vescuer. Okay, uh, and and he ah. uh, and the Vescuer says that uh, one of the phase wires came off the weapon motor, and that's why it's was that may well be part of it as well. Spinning kind of, yeah, but yeah. not, but not fully. Um, it was kept kind of... Bit of column A, bit of column B. But yeah, yeah. I, I, apparently, so the Switchback team have helped them to get this sorted for their final fight, mm -hmm. in which they're going to... Well, they have padded around the, the motor can to stop it from doing that, basically, to battle, better battle harden it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Should we get to... Now, this was the first appeal. The first ever appeal. Uh... It was. This, this was before. Yeah, this, this this was. You know, I gotta oh, say, right. maybe this was. I I have to maybe respect Evan's choice here because I think maybe people were worried about using it, and he just. I want to be first. He didn't care. <laughs> what a guy! Yeah, I think Evan was he like, wanted yeah, to, to cause chaos. Nobody had used it yet, <laughs> and he was like, "I had to hell with it. We'll just let's do it." 
Um, Point in our season. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think they kind of figured the season is not going so well. They may as well use it now while they can. Um, and unsurprisingly, doesn't change. No. So, um, Steve, who's next for Ominous? So Ominous currently sitting at one and one has a bot that they just had had help fix their robot, apparently, with Switchback. Which again um, shows camaraderie in the pits on that one. Mm-hmm. So it's, There you go. Which is yeah, nice. But, yeah, so switchback it. hanging out also at one and one. So both of these teams looking to get on the the win side and you know get above five hundred. We'll see. Uh, I I mean, there's there's the the uh, the worry with switchback where they haven't had the bite, you know, in the previous fights, mm-hmm. and maybe they've they've sorted that. Uh, ominous, you know, just as long as they got that weapon working, that thing can be mean. Uh, and I have a feeling they can they can strafe around switchback and uh, switchback hasn't proved that they can really. You know, reliably turns. I feel like the the gyroing has been a thing with with switchback too. So, mm-hmm. uh, if if Ominous outdrives them, you know, maybe they get a win. But yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, and then we have Shredit Bro uh, going up against uh, Lucky Shredit Bro at one and one. Lucky currently at uh, two and zero, which is remarkable at this point. Uh, I I see a possibility where Lucky goes through. You know, what a world! What a world that we have. We would have Claw <laughs> Viper robot. Quantum and potentially Lucky. Three, it's the, lucky Renaissance, the fact right? that it's even a possibility. Uh, but you know, Shredder Bro might turn it on. They 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 do get better every fight. So each time Rory one. looks at Shredder Bro, it gets a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same with a lot of robots that Rory Mangles has, has a look at. Um, well, we've I mean, already... including ours. Well, I was, yeah, was yeah. going to say we, we, we'll we'll get to to your clash of destiny with with Monsoon. We've already had it kind of previewed by the uh, by the show. So thank you very much, Battlebots, for doing that for us. Before we do, yeah. go on. can I just uh, bring up um, Martin Mason? Oh, he, of course. He, he oh got... yeah, he oh, calls the fight. Yeah, <laughs> the whole it wasn't, bit wasn't even that. It was the bit before before this where he was like, <laughs> "We're feeling, you know, we're going to give it a ninety four percent." No, it's a hundred percent. I could watch a whole once show again. The, the editing team uh, yeah. back in my good books, having been yeah. in my bad books a moment ago. Yeah. Uh, no, this this was immediately back the other way. Just like oh, I love them. I love them I, all. I, I would watch <laughs> an hour of Martin Mason shouting at things. I think that would be brilliant. Well, yeah, how weird <laughs> was go it to, listening go to, to school voice where his school is? <laughs> it's it throws you off a bit. It does a bit. Um, the fight itself. Yes. But before we get to the fight. Uh, question from at Battleboat on Twitter asks: Was Rory the Vescuer Mangles involved in trying to get the brushless drive and weapon working before this fight, Matt? I'm a, yes, he was. So <laughs> it's pretty funny. So we we arrived to Battlebots. We have you know obviously we have some Vesk issues. Initially we had some uh, drive issues at first, so we weren't even looking at the spinner because like our ro- we were like our robot needs to move, so let's fix the drive first. And uh, so it's funny, I guess, uh, so Martin Mason was initially the one helping us with this. And then it gets announced that we are fighting Mad Catter. So Mason is just like, okay, he's like, he's like, I've been helping you guys. He's like, but just so there's not like a, you know, conflict of interest or anything, like, like there's plenty of other people who can help you for this match. So like we go, okay, so let's get Rory to help us. So then Rory helps us before Mad Catter. And then, or I think after Hypershock. And then we're fighting Monsoon. So we're like, okay, well, Rory can't help us anymore. So <laughs> I, I, us <laughs> I know for a fact, because I've, I've asked him about it, Tom, has, Tom absolutely said, you can't, you cannot leave that, touch that robot. You're not allowed. <laughs> I, 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 know, I know he did. And, it's, and I know for a fact as well, because I spoke to Rory about it. He said, I've, I, I knew what the problem was and I wanted to fix it so badly, but I couldn't <laughs> do it. I wasn't allowed. Well, 
He couldn't, well, diso- di- couldn't disobey the captain. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because then after that, we had someone from Tantrum helping us. And then we're just like, <laughs> our last fight's oh, Tantrum. No. So, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was pretty hilarious. Oh, and man. even we had, you know, not as uh, in-depth as other people, we did have some Hypershock team members helping as well at some point. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, we, everyone who we thought helped us at some point with, uh, Which is lovely. with our vest yeah. tuning. So, but, but before the, I think, I forget who it was that, uh, it might have been Rory who solved the drive issue. I don't remember, but it was just the same problem like Kraken had and a bunch of other people. It was just like a mm-hmm. bad firmware update. So we just mm-hmm. went back to like the old update and then it worked fine. But, uh, but yeah, it was pretty funny having all of our opponents helping us. I think it's going to be interesting going into the next season if there's another firmware update for a VESC that comes out. I think no one's going to use it. Uh, I think everyone yeah, has been bur- it, right? everyone's been burnt at Either this that, point. That, or like, Rory <laughs> tests it first and then does an infomercial <laughs> on how it yeah. how yeah. to fix yeah. your best. It's just oh, like exactly. uh, Ted Ed Las Vegas. Hi, my name's Rory Mangles. Today's talk is on Vesks. Do them good, yeah. please. Surely Vesks, right? That would <laughs> be Vesks. Vesks. Yeah, no Vasquez. Vasquez. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, um, the other question that came up for this fight in particular uh, was from mm. Foolish Banana on Twitter who asks, after the first two fights where you had issues with the spinning discs, were you tempted to ditch it and go back to this, the pure lifter setup? Yeah, One uh, less brushless speed controller. I don't think I was tempted to do that because I really wanted to make it work before mm. the tournament. Like, in my mind, I am aiming for making the tournament and aiming for if we do make the tournament, even if we're the last seed, to have the best working robot we can. So my philosophy is like, learn as much as we can in our fight card matches even if we have a terrible seed even if it's not strategically the best move for those fights and then once we're in the tournament we will have like the, the best robot we can have so i definitely i wanted to keep the spinner in as much as we can just so we can learn as much we i just wanted to learn as much as we could about it really mm. um uh, so even if that meant it wasn't working great so yeah there was there was a there was i didn't i did not want to take the spinner out i wanted to even if it wasn't working, get as much data as we could. Mm. Interesting. That's fair. So, That's fair. talk us through the fight. I mean, for, from my point of view, this is probably one of the top five fights of the season so far. Mm. It was really, really a good way to match. kind of end the kind of mid-season points, if you like. So, um, yeah, talk us through it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I agree. It was definitely one of my, I'd say, like, top five of my own fights, which we've had mm-hmm. over the years a bunch of great ones. So, it, uh, yeah, it was it was an awesome match, but uh, yeah, I mean, the first thing I noticed in our in the fight was our spinner didn't really work again. So, like, no, spinner, <laughs> it, like in the very beginning of the fight, it kind of like like we could get it like rotating, but you know, nothing above like 500 RPM or something, you know, terribly slow. So we really didn't have a disc the whole entire fight. So uh, I think you know after the first 30 seconds or so, it was just so chaotic. We actually had the spinner on a separate remote, so we could have someone like focusing on trying to ramp it up, which was my dad for this fight. But uh, yeah, I think after the first 30 seconds, he just kind of like gave up on it. And then towards the end of the fight, kind of ramped it up again just to show that it wasn't damaged and we just stopped it because it wasn't working. But uh, yeah, it was such a fun fight. It was, it was just like total chaos for <laughs> the full three minutes. Just me running straight into Monsoon's weapon, taking damage, just pushing him around. But uh, yeah, overall, awesome match. I completely agree. I, I, like it was, I think, if I'm watching the fa- the fight itself, like you know, you kind of dictate the pace of it quite a lot more. And I think 
I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna criticize my good friend Mr. Brewster here. I think he chose the wrong weapon. I don't think he should have used the disc. I shouldn't disagree he with that. Shouldn't have broke out the disc. Okay, hmm. well, I with that statement. Wow, but you guys are one, disagreeing a lot. One this solid episode. reason. Go on. Do we need therapy? The... Do we need couples therapy? <laughs> the bar does the thing. The disc I, does I, not. If I will agree with that statement, just because. We had Monsoon straight on their face quite a few times, and they just kind of mm. rolled over. Okay. I think the amount of times we flipped Monsoon, had they had the bar, I think they probably would have ended up on their face at least one of those times. Mm. Yeah. So I think it was a good move on their part, even if maybe it doesn't have... It definitely has more inertia than the bar, but doesn't have as good of a bite. I so gonna, I, I... Yeah. My, my, my point was more, I think it affected Monsoon's driving quite a lot more than... Maybe they realized because it was uh, it's a lot heavier, yeah. isn't it, than the, mm -hmm. than oh, the yeah. bar? And I think yeah. it could have affected the way that they were able to maneuver around you guys. And I, I, as much as you didn't have a weapon to deliver into them, I feel like the the way that you need to have some kind of competent drive system to be able to beat Whiplash because otherwise you won't give them a chance. And I don't I feel like that's what cost them ultimately in the end. I don't know. May, may, maybe the distance. I think was, it cost them worse. potentially control. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, damage. I think... I don't know. I mean, the second... Okay, so I, I still think they made the right decision using that disc because Whiplash is pretty good at placing robots in the one position they don't want to be. <laughs> so I think they probably knew that, and they're like, okay, like we've seen Whiplash very carefully place people in certain positions, and if we end up on our face, we're done. So uh, I, I think it was smart of them to not give me that strategy option. Mm, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, so, the decision yeah. goes to, wait for it, wait for it, the decision goes to Whiplash, um, what were your first thoughts at that point, because your mum was like, what? In the back, yeah. she, 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 she had no way, she was Genuinely. like, no way. There was just a general yeah. look of shock across everybody's yeah. faces. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was one of the closest fights we've ever had, I'm a... At the time, I really thought it was a coin toss. I had no idea who was going to win. Had they called Monsoon, I would have been like, maybe I would have appealed it, but I Ooh. wouldn't have been totally shocked. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, I have noticed that during fights, like right after fights, I always think I did worse than I actually did. <laughs> then yeah. I kind of looked. It's like leaving, a, like leaving an exam. You're like, oh, I really think I, I, I yeah. know I screwed things up on the way out. You know, like because yeah, your mind keeps going. That on most fights, yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. So, so looking back at the video, I kind of understood why the judges judged like they did, and I was like, okay, like maybe I'm more confident in our win now that the appeal won't overturn the match result, but. uh yeah, no, I, I don't blame them for appealing. It was a very close fight, and they, with their record before this fight, I think it was the right time for them to use the appeal. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we were lucky. The fight, you know, turned out to be even more in our favor, which I was kind of surprised by. I thought it would just stay the same. But uh, yeah, this is what confuses yeah. me most about this fight. Is well, that things get worse for Monsoon. Well, let's get to the appeal. <laughs> so to the appeal. We have the scorecards here. I'm, I'm very sorry that it's why are, why are there five of them? Well, the reason there's five of them is because one card stays the same and two cards change. Yeah. So the two cards that change, first of all, uh, we're going with Derek's. He gives an extra point of damage to Monsoon, but then takes that point away 
on control. I am astounded. You can't give zero points to Monsoon for no, control. No, I don't think you can. I don't mm. think you can. Um, they were in control of some of the engagements here. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. no way was it just being pushed around. I think Derek. Did he? Did he pull away because Monsoon's gyroing more than usual, and their wheels are off the ground? And maybe, but even then, like they were still like the. As much as it was, it looked like a pig to drive. Like they were still yeah. pointing the weapon at Whiplash more often than not. Um, and then Lisa's fight card changes because she changes the two control points of Monsoon to two to Whiplash, which I think is correct. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That is a fair one. So I'm going to come to Matt and ask. <laughs> well, a question from Ryan Bratley, who is the host of the Spinner Proof podcast, a serial judge over in the UK and a good friend of ours. How would you have scored this fight? How would I have scored the fight? Mm. I'm up. I, I mean, it's hard to say. I think Monsoon clearly won on damage. I think mm-hmm. saying that Monsoon had zero control points, I mean, to be honest, I don't remember exactly how the, the judging criteria is worded as far as control. So I don't know what constitutes zero control points. I'm a, so it might be a... It might be hard to justify not giving them any control, but uh, mm-hmm. I think maybe giving them one point would be good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I guess to simply put it, I think they clearly won damage. We clearly won control, and I think we definitely won aggression, I would say, just because mm-hmm. we initiated pretty much every encounter for the most part, or yeah. at least the large majority of the encounters. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was really close. I think the it definitely shows in how the judges changed their scorecards where it was still so close. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but so yeah, to be able know, to get a... a 3-0 score, uh, a bot that is consistently able to manage its interactions with the other bot, either by landing attacks with its own weapon preventing attacks from its opponent's weapon or moving their opponent into advantageous positions, it should receive all three control points. Mm-hmm. And I would say, while that happened some of the time, it wasn't all, all, all the time. Mm. Yeah. No, I think okay. I think I would maybe justify us getting all the control points had our not drive been hindered at the end of the fight. Yeah. Like, towards the end of the fight, yeah. we were definitely doing some crab walking, which I think, had that not been the case, maybe I could justify us getting all the control points. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. No. So, I think, ultimately, this decision comes down to the damage category for me. Damage I'm, is weird, isn't it? I, well, I'm looking at that now. I, so, I'm curious as to why it's split 3 2. Well, that's what I'm. My, my point is if, if you look at 3 and 2. Mm hmm. Well, it's, it's either going to be a 3 I've and 2 or a 4 and 1. I've got the words of the rules here. Go yeah, on, Jevin, you do it. If yeah, the apparent it. level of damage done to each bot is similar, the judges have to determine which bot's actions created damage with the greatest negative impact on the performance of its opponent. Near the end of the match, or just after, watch for teams that show off by operating their weapons and or moving around the arena to demonstrate that those systems have not been functionally damaged. Mm. So it, yeah. it, 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 so all, they're kind of stuck. To, yeah. Go on, Nick, Which makes it even more confusing that like Monsoon gets four points to one in Derek's new card. Uh, uh... I, I think what saved this match for us is that our our one side of drive was definitely hindered, but it wasn't mm-hmm. dead. I think no. we had a we had lost a chain on one wheel. So like I think that chain was intermittently locking up, loosening up, 
And uh, so we could still move, just not all the time. So we at spoke. the very end of... Yeah. Sorry, Cam. No, but at the very end of that fight, one thing I did that I think saved the match, I don't remember if they showed it or not, but I just spun up the weapon, lifted the arm, and just spun in place as fast as I could just to show that all the systems were working. Mm. And I think that's what sealed the deal for us, mm. to be honest. We spoke before we started recording um, about how damage is judged and you can score more damage points for a complete section of the robot not functioning and they count a side of drive which for whiplash is two wheels being down as more damage than one wheel a whole side of drive wasn't down and therefore the damage points can be sort of levied that way but mm-hmm. yeah i think it's yeah. also interesting that i think i was speaking to tom at the event and he said that aggression was partially lost for them by them spinning down their weapon to spin up the other way mm. yeah. now if you're monsoon you're gonna be wondering do we just quit on that whole function that's kind of the major no, selling point the of the robot. Up, right? literally the reason this robot gets in because it's something different that other teams don't do and yeah. except lockjaw except lockjaw yeah. and i i think that must be incredibly frustrating for them that they mm. were doing everything right with their robot but the judging mm-hmm. system has them down for it. Yeah. 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 And honestly, I think it might have been worse had they just kept spinning down. Because if they're spinning down, I'm honestly I didn't know if they were right side up or upside down for most of that fight. Or which direction the weapon was spinning. It's just too hard to tell. Yeah. Um, uh, and just because they were flipping around so much, I, I had no idea what orientation they actually were in. So had no. they just kept spinning the weapon down, I think maybe they would have lost more control points just in the mm, sense yeah. that Every face-to-face encounter, they would have launched into the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a, so I think they probably made the right move trying to switch the direction of their weapon. I'm a, but it was yeah, wonderful seeing it say. happen. Obviously, 2018, 2019, they've struggled with it. And it's, it's working since, since perfectly. Toron. Since Toron. Like, that was yeah. the initial design concept for Toron way back in 2016. And it's now, you know, six years later, seven years later, starting to bear fruit. And it's, it's, it's wicked to see. It's, a, it's Rory's vest tuning at work. Absolutely. Yeah. What, what, a, what a guy. What a guy Rory is. Um, and uh, unfortunately, Tim couldn't, uh, you know, bring into fruition monsoon. It's got to be monsoon. It's got to be monsoon. And then it just wasn't. So it was close. I think, I think there'll be, I think, uh, having spoken to Tom yesterday, like he was kind of like, you know what? It was a good loss. Ultimately. It was a really good loss. Yeah, I'm sure Matt, if you said the same, if, if, if you, loss. yeah, I'll say, I, I imagine Matt, if you'd have said the same thing, had the result gone the other way. Yeah, no, I like I said at the time, I thought it was 50 50 split. I had no idea who was going to win. But yeah, it was one of our best fights ever, I think. Maybe not as far as like performance, but as far as just like entertainment value, it was mm. fantastic. Right up there. Right I, up there. I would really rate good. it as my fight of the week, personally. <laughs> quite a few people would. Yeah. <sighs> well, we know who fight. Tom, Tom gets a, a main event and it doesn't get highlighted. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, yeah, finally I gets one because he's had he's yeah. had ones filmed before that were set to kind of yeah, they made, filmed two. Made for... They used to film two a session. I don't know if they. Still well, it's for I, the I, international I'm... release, yeah. supposedly, but right, they only yes. ever played the <laughs> the US release in the UK. So I don't know what's going on there, but yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, well, we, we know Monsoon's fighting Death Roll next. Yeah, mm. so Monsoon at one and two, Death Roll at two and two one, and one. Mm-hmm. right? So uh, Death Roll to get a win here, uh, they're a shoe in. Uh, Monsoon to get a win, probably a shoe in as well. Two and two, I would think so. Yeah, with the, with their uh, 
with their uh, their with schedule a, strength. A strong loss here and yeah. a decent loss to Black Dragon. They, yeah. Dragon, yeah. they the were a little bit on top of it until they lost the weapon. Mm-hmm. Manny Vasquez, <laughs> you have got Tantrum next, the champions <laughs> of Battlebots. Gonna try yeah. and hide again. I think on this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Now>, <laughs> I, first of all, you're both at one and two, so the loser of this is one and three, and it's it's a it's. I think either or at one and three probably gets into the bracket, but a low seeding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was funny. I was like, uh, I saw Aaron Hill last week, and like we were talking about how uh, how <laughs> I think. Aaron Catling felt there were two robots he felt bad about their lineup. One was Whiplash, and the other one was Tantrum. <laughs> so we both get this just like insane lineup of robots, and then we get put up against each other. Just, just yeah, for, after you know, our as, like, as the, the side. Yeah. yeah. I do think so, it's, um, it's bizarre because it's like Tantrum is the current champion. Okay, give them a yeah. hard card. Sure thing. What's Whiplash done to deserve this? <laughs> like, 2020. It, yeah, no, I, I, I really don't point. blame them for giving us a hard card. I, I would rather the way I see it. I would rather have the hardest fights possible in the fight card rounds, and then make it the tournament, and then have all that experience to you know, run off of, and I guess mm. lessons learned. Um, uh, so when I saw our our uh, four fights, I was pretty happy about it, even though I knew they would all be extremely difficult. I mean, Whiplash historically does not beat vertical spinners like almost mm. ever. And we have three vertical spinners and the former and the reigning champion. <laughs> so, I suppose um, it has, has its yeah. own vert, doesn't it, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Any yeah. particular like concerns going into the tantrum? But obviously, you know, tantrum are the champions for a reason. Um, were you yeah. nervous going into it? Or was it kind of like, okay, just game face on and just see what happens? Yeah, I would say the latter. I don't think <laughs> we, we really weren't uh, thinking of my strategy a whole lot. For these fight card rounds just being that we just wanted to make the robot work like yeah. that's all we wanted to do for tantrum like monsoon we took some damage but we didn't take any damage to the chassis we just had to patch up some armor and replace some forks so um it was really only cosmetic damage against monsoon so uh we just spent all of our time getting the spinner working and uh i will say the after the monsoon fight we did find something that uh i, I honestly forget who it was that uh pointed this out but we just decided to take the encoder off the weapon motor, and that seemed to solve some problems. I think the encoder was giving us some issues. So, uh, yeah, I think the you'll definitely see an improved spinner in our tantrum fight. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I was really excited for this match because we're two of probably the most successful control bots, and we're both a very we're both very unique, like a original control bot little spinner weird uh, <laughs> weird robots two great so, uh, drivers as well yeah. you know D- dylan's yeah, a great wicked driver well. yeah and it's a yeah, so i was very excited for this like twice before yeah. isn't it like in in the bracket like it hadn't mm-hmm. been for endgame in 2020 and cobalt for yourselves in 21 this would have been a, a fight later on in the bracket i know yeah no i uh yeah for that reason i was very curious what was going to happen in this match because um, uh, it potentially could have been the 2020 final, you know. Um, it really could have been. Yeah, really could have been. Yeah. Well, that pretty much wraps everything up. We do have one final question, which comes mm-hmm. from Rayan the Robot on Discord, who asks: At this stage, did you think you were going to reach the round of 32? <laughs> At I was oddly calm about like the thought of not reaching the round of 32. Like even after we were 0 and 2, I just. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I just was not thinking about it. I was just thinking about getting the robot working. And I knew just from our previous records, like our first two fights were like, as far as like design against design, were worst case scenario. I knew that Monsoon and Tantrum, even though those are extremely tough robots, that is not the, the rock. Those robots are not the rock to our scissors, but they are still very hard fights. So, uh, yeah, I, I was honestly like thinking like, if we go 0 and 3, like, we have yeah. to beat Tantrum. <laughs> yeah, either that or you're preparing for Sin City Slugfest and, you know, you're, yeah, exactly. you're, you're basically in champions at that point. So, mm. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. We just wanted, we just wanted to get a win after getting the win against Monsoon. I think our nerves had calmed quite a bit. And I think we were, uh, luckily didn't have too many repairs before Tantrum. And, uh, I think we were feeling pretty good at that point, honestly. I think the, the big takeaway for me was that every fight, we improved in performance. Like from Mad Catter to Hypershock, there was a huge improvement. We still lost. But then from Hypershock to Monsoon, I would say there was another, you know, I'd say there were some small improvements between those fights. And I think it's fair to expect the same from Monsoon moving on to Tantrum, but Tantrum is the reigning champion. So I think it will take uh, all the improvements we can to maybe win that one. So we'll see. It's a big ask. Um, yeah. Matt, thank you very much. Once, as as always, for joining us, it's, it's a, eight. A, a, is it eight or is it nine now? I can't remember. I think yeah. it's nine because we did two, we did two last season. Yeah, <laughs> well, that is true. Oh yeah. Wow. Next next or, one is early, early on. We had a lot of repeat guests that come to our we rescue, did. and Matt is definitely one of them. It was you? It was Misha? <laughs> it was who else? Tom? There's so many. Tom, Hal, yeah, probably. Tom and Hal. Um, but it's it's always honestly so appreciated, Matt. You know, your your insight is always brilliant. You know, you you. The way the way you describe the fights is excellent, and it's always a joy to chat with you. And thank you, as always, for for coming and speaking to us and giving us some of your time. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Um, other important news: obviously, there is now a two week break for BattleBots. Yeah. Basketball, basketball. But we are only having a one week break because we have mm-hmm. got a very very special interview coming up at, mm-hmm. at, at the at the end of March. So keep your eyes peeled for that. It is still in the works but we're, we're working on it but it is coming so keep your eyes peeled and uh keep an eye on your podcast subscription feeds in the meantime though i have been seven lit 64 i've been steve the american killjoy i've been mold of woodrow i've been david Smeg. and i'm matt vasquez from whiplash and well at least the three of us will see you for that uh, one-off special podcast that we're doing in a couple of weeks time it is it is going to be a banger trust me we, it is a big 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 uh podcast coming so yeah mm-hmm. enjoy that and have a nice week off guys see you later see ya Bye.